occupying your brain with conservative thought and analysis. This is the Screaming at the Radio podcast with your hosts, Mag Thomas and Kimberly Jacks. Coast to coast and balls to the wall, it is the Screaming at the Radio podcast. Uh, Mag Thomas here along with Kimberly Jacks. I'm in my backyard and I'm uh, reveling in the outdoorsiness of all of this. And uh, Kimberly's in her hotel room. She's doing travel stuff. And uh, so, yeah, you're going to see, you're going to hear like all of the wonderful sounds that come from my backyard because you know what? We're not totally into ourselves like we're some sort of weird wannabe radio people that like pretend that we're in a studio we're you know what we're just we're just living life and then and all the sounds and stuff that come with it so that's that's just the way it goes been been a busy 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 stupid week as far as washington dc politics goes uh i i take it kimberly you have a headache as a result of it i have a headache as a result of all politics were you referring to dc or state well, all of it, all of it is stupid, every bit of it. My favorite part is here in the state of Washington, um, we have this uh, police use of force bill that became law, just went into effect, and all of a sudden now, now that it's too late, police chiefs everywhere are coming out and saying, oh, by the way, that law that uh, the legislature passed, um, it doesn't really allow us to do a whole lot of stuff anymore. So if somebody runs from a traffic stop, we're not chasing them. If somebody runs from uh, us, uh, we're not chasing them unless they committed murder or rape. Um, if somebody is uh, creating a nuisance, maybe they're being violent, but we're just gonna we're not we're not doing anything about them as far if they're having a mental health crisis. Um, nope, we're not doing anything about that. As a matter of fact, there was uh, an incident in Federal Way that just uh, occurred. I think it was like last week. Where deputies showed up, guy was having a mental health crisis, um, and the the new use of force law basically prevented them from laying hands on him and being able to put him into custody and take him in to get help, and so they ended up just leaving. Well, a couple hours later, he burned down an apartment complex. Oh my gosh, did anybody get hurt? I believe so, yeah. And uh, he also displaced an awful lot of people, ruined a lot of property. And that is becoming a very common thing as murder rates explode, shootings explode, property crimes are exploding all across Washington state. Um, And this is a direct result now of the fact that the police are uh, essentially hamstrung, can't do anything. And uh, and, and, and the excuse that I hear from the legislators, uh, you know, a, a friend of mine happens to be the, uh, the, the minority leader in the House, um, and uh, the, the excuse that I keep hearing is that, well, police chiefs during the time that this bill was up for discussion were afraid to get involved. They didn't, they didn't want to take a stand. Well, now they're taking a stand when it's too late, and they're basically, when they're not really taking a stand, they're just telling citizens that, well, this is how it is, and uh, if you need us to, uh, you know, respond, well, too, too bad, we're probably not going to be able to. And that's the situation that we're in. And, you know, we're finding this kind of nonsense at play all across the fruited plain from coast to coast in city after city and state after state that happen to be run by Democrats. That's insane. I, I can't even imagine being a police officer and deciding that I can't do anything about anything. Yeah. And, and that is exactly what they've done is they've hamstrung police 
Um, you know, I understand the concern over use of force. I get it. And I understand the, you know, the desire to want to make it, make sure that, you know, police are using force appropriately. However, when you have people who are not experts in policing in the legislature making these kinds of laws that just apply to everything and without really considering the kind of things that police have to do and and without really considering that maybe the answer was better training for cops, um, more training for cops, maybe better vetting for police officers to make sure that the kinds of folks that are out there being police officers are really the kinds of folks that we want to have out there as police officers, you know, folks that have really good decision-making skills, having the, the ability to use every tool in their toolkit. Um, and, you know, and, and above all, like I said, more training, not less training, more training. You know, and, and that's one thing cops don't get enough of. They do not get enough opportunities to train. And taking away resources just means that there are even less resources available to train the cops that are left out there, the ones that haven't at this point walked off the job, retired, uh, or, you know, went to find other things to do with their lives. And plenty of cops are doing exactly that right now. I met a guy up here, um, well, in the hotel, that uh, he uh, quit being a police officer to construct windmills. Windmills? Uh-huh. You, I was you, like, you, are you talking about you those big, realize... gigantic uh, windmills that generate electricity, those big ones? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I said, you do realize that when the liberals are voted out of office, their windmills are going with them, right? <laughs> That was a terrible job choice, dude. But I get it. Being a police officer is not a valuable job. Um, I actually encountered a police officer in a restaurant the other day who was in his off-duty clothes. But I heard them talking, and the bartender had mentioned that that this guy was a police officer. So, And again, I'm in New York, so I get his response to me. But at some point, I said... Excuse me, if you don't mind me asking, I overheard that you're a police officer. And he said, who are you and why are you asking me that? Well, and I yeah. was like, no, huh. I, I, I totally get it. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, I just wanted to say thank you for your service and buy you a drink. I get it. You're really like um, unnerved by that. So, okay. But they're on you know, guard. Where I'm There's at, no doubt. Right. Where I'm at is about two and a half hours away from the city upstate in Saratoga Springs. So it's race season, by the way. Yay me. Yay. That's why I'm a good 30 miles from my work center and have to travel because I can't get a hotel anywhere near where I need to be. But regardless, I'm in this town where everyone seems to pretty much have been raised here. So they all know each other and, you know, they're all talking about, you know, back in the day. It, it seems like normal everyday town until you go into downtown and then you're like what is happening here the i think i have been so disturbed here by the fact that i cannot get a bag or a plastic straw to save my life yeah welcome to liberal hell yeah everywhere you go what's funny though is most upstate new yorkers reject that nonsense and they're having it shoved down their throats and they hate it they absolutely hate it. Now, I can say this with some authority because, well, I'm from upstate New York. I'm from a little town uh, called Dowsville, which is just uh, to the east and north of where you're at here in Saratoga Springs. 
Um, and, uh, oh yeah, by the way, yeah, you mentioned race season. Um, it is, uh, horse racing is huge in Saratoga. It's kind of like religion there, uh, this time of year. So yeah, horse racing is, you know, harness racing is big. Horse racing is huge. So yeah. My girlfriend lives near an airport and there are private jets flying in and out of this airport and they are flying in their Lamborghinis and their Ferraris. Mm -hmm. They're up and down Broadway in Saratoga. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. The display of wealth in this city. You go into the little stores, you pick something up. You're like, oh, this is probably like $25. It's like $255. Surprise. Um, yeah. There is a great concert venue up there. Still is, by the way. It's uh, called the Saratoga Performing Arts Center, or as locals call it, SPAC. And, uh, uh, yeah, it's a great place to watch. Matter of fact, the first concert I ever went to was, oh, and this, this is showing my age, uh, it was actually Chicago, uh, with the be- with the Beach Boys, uh, yeah. So that <laughs> that just shows you how long ago that was. Um, That's so been a minute. It has been a minute, but yeah, the, it was still still a great venue. Uh, it's an open. Uh, it, it's kind of a half half. It's an amphitheater kind of uh, uh, setup. And uh, I think I've seen it. Just a very cool place to uh, to actually watch a concert. So this weekend, or not this weekend, but the, this past week, <laughs> there has been. So much just disgustingness that I have seen coming out of, uh, well, let's start with Jen Psaki's filthy hole. Um, the, the noise that comes out of it. Ugh. Yeah, she she set back their plan. If she didn't help Donald Trump win his lawsuit, I don't know what to say. Because she basically helped him win his lawsuit. Well, yeah, basically, I mean, here here we have the Secretary of State openly calling for big tech to shut you up. You know, we've been saying it forever that big tech was basically working as a surrogate for the Democrat Party, um, you know, because obviously government just can't come right out and silence you and uh, stifle your voice and tell you what to say and tell you what you can't say. There, you know, there's a little thing called the First Amendment that gets in the way. But if they can get their buddies over in big tech, over there in social media, to do their dirty work for you, well, that's a little different now, isn't it? And that is precisely what they're doing. Well, let's step back. Did you say All the right. Secretary of State? Oh, maybe. Big I'm tech? sorry. Did, did, did I mean the uh, the press secretary? Because that jackwagon invited the UN, but that dumbass, whatever, circle back. Circle back, yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about the press secretary. My bad if I said Secretary of State. I don't know. Yeah, that went through me for a second. I was like, wait, did he jump on this too? And no, but uh, yeah, hell? I mean, that just we, makes this bigger. Well, we just we first heard this nonsense coming out of the, the Surgeon General's mouth. Um, when he's talking about, and, and then Biden backed him up by saying that uh, social media was killing people. Um, <laughs> and then Facebook, Facebook uh, promptly responded. <laughs> fascist book, of course, didn't like the idea that uh, they were getting roped into that. But we know that they are. We know it. You, you, you post anything that, that falls against the narrative and they're immediately tagging it with their their fact checker nonsense and you know basically pointing at warning you that hey if you keep posting this stuff we're going to ban you well that's why i'm not there anymore coincidentally and by the way is because i'm not putting up with that fascist crap and i don't think any american should no everybody ought to bail off facebook the second they can like this that's the only way i had to talk to my family it's bs pick up a damn phone and call your family 
Well, yeah. I, I, I mean, I get it. I understand why people like Facebook, but they're becoming increasingly disgusting. And, you know, hey, l- listen, listen, folks, 1984 was supposed to be a warning, not an instruction manual. Okay. Right. And, and unfortunately, when you pick up a copy of 1984, if you can even find one in a library, because, you know, I mean, as it is, these people are banning books left and right. I think there was uh, uh, one school district that uh, banned the Odyssey, Homer's Odyssey, um, which used to be, last I checked, was required reading. And there was uh, one yeah. of these uh, leftist uh, high school teachers celebrating that the Odyssey was taken, was was basically banned. And, and I'm like, why are we, why are you banning books? I'm why? beside myself on everything that these people are doing. And the fact that they are just joining together in their crazy and they're doing it in the wide open as if they don't care if we can see what they're doing or not. Nope. Because... They we we can't stop them seems to be the overall general feeling. I mean, they're even tossing around stuff about working with cellular networks to gain access to everyday citizens' text messages so that they can block disinformation in your personal text messages. Mm-hmm. You know, this I is, really this is tinfoil hat stuff, or it's supposed to be tinfoil hat stuff. It used to be yeah. they would mock us if we even suggested that this stuff is real, but they're openly talking about it now. They're not even hiding it. When we started this show, you said to me, we are not going to branch out into world of conspiracy theory. We're going to stay away from that. We're going to stay on factual stuff. I'm here to tell you, every time you and I plan a show, it sounds like we're headed down conspiracy theory path. And, but and we're not. That's what's right out there. No, this is live and happening. That's what's terrifying here is the stuff that I would normally roll my eyes about and go, okay, <laughs> we're not going to talk about that because that, that's, that's some tinfoil hat weird stuff. It's not. It isn't. It's absolutely a fact, and it's and it's awful that we're we're having to sit here and, and talk about this stuff like it's it's real because it is. Well, I cannot imagine how many posts Facebook goes through their little algorithm, but the fact that they have an algorithm is what makes it so easy for them to find their little keywords, hone in on them, and ban people. But if they start doing that in text messages. That is going to be a whole lot of text messages. Who's in charge of doing this? Well, like, and, the and, amount of effort. And now you're getting into uh, communications, which, you know, and, and I'm not sure exactly how, um, it, you know, posting something on Facebook is supposedly different than, you know, posting something on, uh, you know, a text message to somebody over a network. Um, well, as because a, Facebook a, had themselves removed from that art of communication. Yeah, they sure had. Because imagine if your phone company, imagine, just imagine if your phone company said, hey, we, you know, that maybe you're having a phone call with somebody and you're talking about something that's not approved. And all of a sudden the phone company cuts in and says, hey, um, I, I hear that you guys are talking about COVID vaccinations and uh, uh, we can't allow you to do that. So you're just going to have to stop talking about this. And, and then they cut you off. Imagine. I don't even think they'd be that polite. I think that they would just cut your phone call off and you'll think you had a drop signal or something, but you won't be able to recontact that person for hours. Oh, yeah. And then they would deny it. And, you know, just with like hopes the, that you'd forget what the hell you were telling them anyway. Maybe, you know, and they and they would if you even caught on to it. 
it would, they would absolutely deny it, like the NSA denied spying on Tucker Carlson, and then they had to admit that, well, I guess maybe we were spying on somebody that Tucker Carlson was talking to, but we weren't spying directly on him. Well, they were spying directly on him, the were same way they did him. Carter. They you know, were they, spying. They've done so many people throughout the Trump re- uh, regime, or I don't say regime, but the administration. Uh, Thank you. I could not come up with the word to save my life today. I'm a little exhausted. Um, the Trump administration, they were they were spying on his people left and right. I'm fairly certain that they were spying on Trump every time he had a conversation. Probably were. They had to have been. The leak in the White House was the phone company and the NSA and all these other left-wing wing nuts that just seem to think that there's nobody out here who cares that they're doing this or even wants to stop them. I'm talking to all kinds of people all over the place, and everyone I talk to, either they're afraid to tell me they're a liberal and they're lying right to my face, or they're not liberals. They're not down with what's happening in the government. They're not down with what Facebook is doing. I sat beside a transgender guy yesterday who was complaining that Facebook blocks her all the time because she says things that are um, kind of the uh, secret language in the transgendered world that has uh, obscure meaning, but it gets taken out of context and Facebook keeps banning her. And she was just completely beside herself about it. You know, and the thing is, is that this is this and this is where I get bent out of shape is because I I don't care what, you know, bent somebody is. You know, I don't care what politics somebody is. I don't care what gender somebody is identifying as. I don't care. None of that matters to me. What matters to me is that people are able to express themselves freely over the Internet and, and, you know, and, and without somebody interfering with it. I don't care if it's the government. I don't care if it's some private entity or whatever. People should be able to just talk freely without, I don't think that you know, just over the Internet is where we're at on this one. People should just be able to express themselves freely, debate any conflicts that they might have, you know, adult-like, mm-hmm. and get their thoughts across even some of the worst things you hear on the planet are things you need to hear so that you can understand what's happening i mean look at cuba right now those people just want their voices to be heard and any second there should be a barrage of boats arriving out on the international waters to try and and help the cubans see them because their internet is completely shut down by the government yeah they, they just want the Cubans to see them so they can say, hey, we're here. We know what's happening in the country. We know the strife you're going through, and we want you to keep working at it. And, of course, you have Biden's administration telling them, don't try to come over here because we won't let you in. I don't know what the hell that makes sense when you're down there on the southern border and you're basically bringing those people in by plane and bus and dropping them off in the interior. Well, but you, you know, and, and, and that's right. Biden has said that they will refuse asylum to Cuban and Haitian political refugees. Meanwhile, down on our southern border, they're letting anybody who wants to walk in through the door, walk in through the door or around the door or under the door or however they get here. 
and that doesn't seem to bother them at all. And and it, and it comes right. I just wish they'd come right and out like, and be honest about it and just say, you know yeah. what? We're going to let anybody who wants to come in here, who's probably going to vote for us when they get a chance to uh, file, you know, if you're Democrat, if, you know, you're welcome. Yeah. If, if you're going to, if you're going to vote for Democrat, whenever you uh, vote with your illegal ballot or however you're going to, you know, cast a ballot, whatever, uh, you're welcome to come in. But if we think for a minute that you might have some pro freedom, pro um, liberty kind of uh, bent, and you're probably going to vote Republican. Well, we don't want to have anything to do with you. And that's exactly what's happening because Cubans are actually under duress right now from their government. They're being beaten, they're being locked up. Some of them have been killed uh, just for their dissent in what's going on with the government. The only group of people that is coming up through Mexico, through the southern South America area, would maybe be those from Venezuela who are starving to death. Mm -hmm. The rest of them have no business seeking asylum in this country, especially the Mexicans. Their country is just fine. Now, granted, they got cartels they need to deal with that are very, very vicious, but their government could get a stranglehold on cartels and deal with them just fine if, they if their to. government wasn't run by cartels. Yeah. But that's a whole nother show for a whole nother uh, pretty, day. Pretty much. You know, and, and Ron DeSantis has got this, you know, right on the money. He was on uh, Jesse Waters uh, on Fox News yesterday, and uh, he said that they have a hundred times stronger case for political persecution leaving a communist dictatorship than the other migrants who are coming across the border who are basically just coming across the border because they want more economic opportunity. And it's a double standard, but honest, it's something we expected because I do think a lot of their border policies are very political in nature in its intent. Mm-hmm. And he's right. He's 100% They won't right. let anyone arrest anyone down there. The only people that can deport is ICE, and ICE absolutely refuses to deport anybody. So that's all coming from Biden and his administration. Mm-hmm. And he's saying, hey, let these millions of people come across this border into our country, bring their drugs, bring their cartels. Fentanyl's on the rise again. Let's just keep that going. But hey, you Cubans over there who basically are being murdered because you disagree with the way your government is starving you and killing your financial abilities. I mean, I heard some guy there on on one of the news shows this morning who is in Cuba, uh, just defected from Cuba and made it safely to the United States before all this recent stuff went down. And he said before they changed the government structure that you could make about two or three thousand dollars a month. Now they're lucky if they make two or three dollars a day. Wow. Yeah, that's wow. a huge pay decrease. And you know, that's that's the beautiful thing about communism is everybody is equally miserable. Everybody is yeah. equally poor. Everybody is equally starving. He said they're still doing the same job. They're still doing what they were doing when they were making money. But now all their money goes to taxes to pay for all the free things that they're giving the citizens. But yet they're rationing their food and their water and their supplies. So, I mean, you want to drive an American crazy? Did we not just watch the toilet paper crisis of 2020? Um, basically, yeah. I'm still, I mean, yeah. Well, what if the government starts rationing toilet paper? I mean, the the whole toilet paper fear is still real. I watched an old lady check out today with a bag full of toilet paper from her hotel room. 
Uh, I mean, why? the times passed, they stole towels, but now they're just taking hotel they're toilet paper. They're taking toilet paper, you know. And, you know, hotel toilet paper is not what it used to be either. It's almost. Oh my uh, God, it's the most uncomfortable stuff. I'd almost rather use the towel. Yeah, it's kind of like skill craft toilet paper. Remember that? When we were government employees, yes. you had the skill craft. Uh, we used to call it John Wayne toilet paper. It was so bad. I went to pull off a few sheets the other day and it separated because, you know, it's like two ply. And it, when I went to pull it, just like you normally would wring toilet paper off the roll and rip it off, I only got the top of the two ply. Wow. That's how crappy this toilet paper is. I went and <laughs> bought my own toilet paper. No, no pun intended. No pun intended. But yeah, <laughs> she, she had a couple of rolls because, you know, if you stay here a couple of days, you can take the ones that are on there off and these hotel staff will just put more on there. Oh yeah, they're just going to. So she just had rolls and rolls and rolls of it and she had a couple of boxes of Kleenexes. Yeah, that's like, not, I guess the towels, those weren't valuable anymore. I guess the Kleenexes I could see, well, those aren't even good. But yeah, it's they're definitely the hotels uh, that I've stayed at and I've stayed, let's face it, in the past uh, two years, I've stayed at a lot of hotels and uh yeah, they're not using the Charmin. You know, the first thing mm-hmm. that I usually have to do is is run out to the store and and, and grab some Charmin because I'm I'm fairly mm-hmm. partial to the to the Charmin. You know, just, I like it soft. Yeah, I, I like strong. to enjoy the soft go. Soft and strong. What what is their tagline? Enjoy the go or something like whatever that. Whatever it is, I yeah. do not want this hotel crap. And I'm staying in a Hilton. Oh, and they don't and they don't even have the even at the Hilton they don't have the uh, the soft paper. Huh? I mean the. Uh, I don't want to beat up on the Hilton, but I can't even get in my own room. I get locked out of my room every day for the past uh, two weeks. I, it, I'm going to say something you know is what? wrong with the door. I have this. I had the same exact problem. As a matter of fact, uh, yeah, it was probably about once a week, and it always seemed to be like the day that I because I lived in one of those uh, uh, long-term stay rooms that had the kitchen, the kitchenette in it. I don't. And because of that, I would get groceries. And it was always the day that I had an armload of groceries up on the second floor and I can't get into my room, that I had to trudge back down to the lobby and get my mm-hmm. key card recoded. And, uh, you know, I have this sour look on my face. It happened again. Oh, sorry, sir. We'll yeah, they just keep giving you. me complimentary free drink tickets. Oh, well, but... that's nice. I didn't get anything other than just they just hand me a new key card. Here you go. <laughs> I think it's because I just basically lost my Karen mind on them in the lobby one day. I mean, I didn't go like full on Karen, but I'm like, come on. Every day for two weeks. But what the the thing is, is they use those card keys with the electronic strip on them. So you can erase that strip so very easily. I did it again today. I didn't even put it near my phone. Like I had been carrying it in the wallet on the back of my phone. Well, your phone erases the magnet strip. As I found so, out as well. Yeah, you can't carry uh-huh. it in the same pocket as your phone because uh, apparently that will degauss the uh, strip on the back yep. of the key and card. And I can't take it into where I work because I have to go through an x-ray machine to get into the office. So that also degausses it. Um, today I had it one the card in one pocket, my phone in the other pocket, and I guess at some point while walking upstairs, my butt cheeks must have slammed together and it decals it because wow. 
That's those, the only thing I can think those of. Those are some powerful butt them, cheeks right there. Right? No doubt. Well, I mean, they're big, but I think I would have felt that. But no, I don't know what happened. And I can't use the app. The app will open up every other door in the hotel that I'm authorized to open up, except my except room. Except your room, yeah. So speaking of doors, Biden's brown shirts are going door to door. And we'll talk about that <laughs> a little bit more coming up. And we got to take a quick break. So uh, we'll be right back. It is the Screaming at the Radio podcast. around the world and balls to the wall. This is Screaming Out the Radio with Mac Thomas and Kimberly Jacks. Coast to coast and balls to the walls. It is the Screaming at the Radio podcast. I'm Mag Thomas along with Kimberly Jacks. Uh, she's broadcasting from a hotel room. I'm broadcasting <laughs> from the beautiful comfort of my back patio. I, I wouldn't call it a veranda, but it's it's nice. I, you know, got the, the the patio umbrellas unfurled. I've got the uh, the patio table. I've got the trees. I've got the wind. I've got flies. I've got birds. I've got all of it's nature. It's raining. Here. Oh, it's uh, yeah. You're in upstate New York, where they're having some record record rain. They're actually yeah, telling people they're hey, complaining about it. Yeah, stay the hell away from the rivers is what they're telling people. It's like, hey, done. <laughs> It's, it's uh, just rained just and rained, rained and rained and rained the entire time I've been here. Now, here it has just been hot. Um, now, I'm over in western Washington right now because I'm home. Uh, and I, I will be heading back over to eastern Washington. Um, I'm only, only, I'm only going to be over there for a few more months, and then I get to come back home permanently. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go back over there, and it is just blistering hot. I think it's in the 90s today. It is fire weather for sure. Fires are burning everywhere. There's smoke all over the place. It's just, uh, it's, it, it's not nightmarish yet like it was last summer. Last summer was awful. I mean, the air was yellow. You couldn't see 10 feet in front of your face. It was so bad. Um, here, uh, you know, it, at least, you know, it, it's not, it's not at all. The weather here on the, in Western Washington's pleasant. It's a, it's a nice little, I think it's like 79 degrees. It's uh it's nice. It's nice outside. It's actually cold here, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what I've heard. I've heard. It's like 65, but that seems cold right now. And for, for July. Yeah. It's, you know, it's, it's mid July for crying out loud. It should be blisteringly hot. Really I didn't shouldn't. bring clothes for this trip to turn wet and cold on me like this. So. No, because, you know, you, you head up to – you're in the Capital District, and just north of you is beautiful Lake George, you know, mm-hmm. and all the summertime. I did that last weekend. Thank oh, gosh yeah. the weather held out that day. Yeah, the frivolity that goes on up there. Uh, there's, I, I think near to where you're at, there's a uh, there's a uh, abandoned uh, railroad uh, spur kind of thing. I don't know how long it is, but it's, uh, you could actually get on these bikes. They're, they're, they're like, I don't know. They're, they're like pedal cars that ride on railroad tracks and you can actually go out for, oh, uh, quite a ways just pedaling on the rails. Now, I've that never, sounds I, like exertion of energy. I've never done it, but, uh, I, I do know some folks who have done it and, uh, they posted pictures on the social media and it looked, it looked darn fun. I, I've got to admit that it, it was beautiful scenery, 
you know, you're pedaling uh, this uh, train car thing across, uh, uh, you know, trestles and through forests. And oh, it was just beautiful. Just beautiful. Well, I'm only going to be here a couple of more days and I am going to be slammed busy at the office. So I don't think I'm going to be able to get any of that done. But maybe the next time I get sent up here, we'll give that a try. I'll call you. There you tell you. me about where to look. There you go. So uh, Maybe President- by then I won't be fat and tired. Well, okay. <laughs> I couldn't pedal a bike right now if it was like something, the only something, way to get away. Something to shoot forward to, I, I, I guess. Uh, anyway, uh, Biden, if you, did you hear this? Uh, and I think we talked a little bit about this. He's He's got his brown shirts going door to door, which is just wonderful. Apparently, and this was in South Carolina, um, where he had uh, these people going door to door who were, uh, hey, I heard that you didn't get uh, vaccinated. Well, let me tell you all about uh, our Lord and Savior, Joe Biden, and his vaccination program. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and while you Can I secure your vote while I'm here? And they, while they were at the door, they uh, registered people to vote Democrat. And, oh, hey, we just happened to carry uh, one of these people around with us uh, from Health and Human Services. Uh, would you like this to give you the jab while we're here? Mm-hmm. That sounds to me like that's some illegal campaigning going on. It it, it just sounds hinky to me. You know, it's, it's very just, hinky. It's, it, it's just not. You know, it's just. Uh, well, for one thing, what I'd like to know is how they know. How they how 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 do they know who's vaccinated and who's not? Who's who's door to show up to and who's not to show up to? They're I'd not love to know. Supposed to know. They're, they're not, not supposed, supposed to, know. to be keeping a database. No, they're not. I mean, they're supposed but to keep a track on on how many people are vaccinated, but who specifically? No, they're not supposed to know that. For as many people that are supposed to still be unvaccinated, which is what Facebook said, Joe's just mad because he didn't meet his vaccination quota. Yeah. Um, for as many people that are still supposed to be unvaccinated. Walking around on these busy city streets and in all of these restaurants and all of these malls that I have been in, I see maybe one in two or three hundred people with a mask on. Maybe. And that doesn't even mean that they're not vaccinated. No. Because there are people who prefer to wear the mask. But I maybe see one in two or three hundred people. Okay, yeah, so, and I'm not seeing a whole lot of people. Even here in Western Washington, I'm I'm seeing fewer and fewer people uh, because this is funny. In Central Washington and Eastern Washington, you people just you know they they were pretty mask resistant to begin with, and so as soon as the mask mandates went away, then those masks just kind of disappeared. But you kept seeing them over here because these people, you know, they, they're still can- canceling events over here on this side of, of the mountains. Uh, you know, county fairs are back on in, in full vigor on the other side. But uh, you get over here and they're still canceling stuff uh, because these people are fearful. They, they vote Democrat. They, they're afraid of every damn thing. And, you know, there's a lot of mask wearers. But I, I think that even then, uh, I, I think that's starting to kind of go away here. Uh, you know, we were out and about yesterday or today, actually. And uh, um, I didn't see a whole lot of mask wearage. Well, I think that it's a federal requirement that if you're not vaccinated, you're supposed to wear the mask. Well, unless you're a Democrat getting onto a private plane and fleeing the state of Texas. Yeah, gosh, please tell me we're going to talk about those jack wagons. Well, of course we're going to talk about that. Stop to uh, say about that. You know, 
here's the thing. So in case you have been living under a rock, folks, and I know that you probably have not, um, there's a bunch of Democrats in the House of Representatives in this Texas uh, legislature, the Texas State House, that fled the state because they were uh, basically uh, taking up some legislation to strengthen uh, voting integrity. And, well, Democrats, they can't have that because, well, they like cheating. They hate at, voter integrity. They, yeah, they, they like cheating in elections, but they don't want to come right out and admit that they like cheating in elections. So they start talking about Jim Crow and they start, start talking about voter suppression and they start talking about all this nonsense. And, and, and of course, it's just all lies. It's all stupid. It, none of it makes any sense, but they don't care about any of that. So what did they do? And in order to deny a quorum, because in the House of of, uh, representatives in the state of Texas, a quorum is required, as it is here in, uh, I believe, uh, no, next, actually, there, no quorum is required here in Washington state, but in Oregon, a quorum is required. So uh, legislators can walk out there if they wanted to. So that's what they did, is they walked out in order to deny a minimum number of legislators on hand. And in doing that, that basically meant that they couldn't uh, vote on any legislation. So it kind of put them uh, at a standstill is what it did. Um, and and I actually had a listing of what is in that bill. And where did I the put it? The other stuff that they neglected by running away and not being there. Things like um, oh, there was a bail money bill uh, for bail reform. And they had a guy that was out on bail. Oh, yeah. They they had a guy who was out on bail. And because he was out, he was able to go and murder some people. So the guy I was listening to, I think it was Governor Abbott, was saying that there was like six people dead since they fled that would not have been dead if they would have been able to fix bail reform. So, you know, that's just one thing. But there was money and budget stuff going on. and They just bailed on every single bit of it and, so they could and, give each other COVID and drink Miller Lite. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, well, you know, uh, I'm, not, I'm not a big fan of Miller Lite. It's okay. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, they, they. I think three of them were COVID positive and they're just traveling around without a mask and hanging out with Kamala, who's apparently – Saying, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna go ahead and quarantine because of uh, those three. Well, okay, um, if it were me, I'd be forced to quarantine. But I guess uh, you know, if you're a Democrat, you do whatever the hell you want. Well, she's had the vaccine, and if you have the vaccine, you're not supposed to be able to get it. Well, okay, okay, you know, I don't know this, you know, because I haven't personally tested because this the three yet, that so got it are unvaccinated oh okay so that was the whole point oh but wait can a minute. i just I, tell you i thought democrats were hardcore about vaccinations what's going on with that right yeah i, I do not know what's going on there but earlier today this has been the first time in this hotel i've had time to turn the tv on and rarely do i ever turn the tv on and it's not on hgtv or you know a news channel so i can figure out what the hell's going on on this planet today uh this was one of those rare occasions where I was just flipping through channels and I got to that law and order channel where they're always playing law and order episodes, I guess. Dun, dun. Yeah. yeah. And there was a kid missing and I was like, Ooh, let me watch this one. Maybe this will make me feel better about life. So I start watching this episode. <laughs> Murder porn. <laughs> right. It's like when I used to watch the ID network all over and over all day long. 
Um, this this particular episode was about an unvaccinated child who got the measles. It came up missing, but she had died. Her mother buried her because she didn't want people to think that she was a bad mother and she was just having a little mental breakdown. But then they go to this woman's house where they believe ground zero measles kid is. And she's one of those, I don't believe in vaccinations and it's my right, my choice. And I was like, oh my God, it's even in the reruns. And I of gotta course, turn this off. And of course, they they probably portrayed her as a loony, as oh, a crazy. Oh yeah, the guy literally went back to the office and told the old guy boss there at the office that this woman was insane. She was clinically insane because she did not want to vaccinate her child. And she had literally told him he got the measles and his immune system rose up and fought it off like it's supposed to do. Yeah. But then he was like, well, he also gave it to some children who weren't able to be vaccinated and they died because of it. So, you know, it was just one of those things where I'm like, Hmm. I know that they didn't write it in because I don't think they're still making Law & Order episodes. I don't know, to be honest with you. It's been such a long time since I've seen Law & Order, uh, any of the uh, uh, different versions of it. Uh, So, yeah, I I don't know. I think it was just an old one and now they're just going to put it on a 24-hour loop. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, when when Law and Order rep, uh, episodes start making it onto TV land, you know that it's old. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I was, somewhere in that vicinity. So I quickly left that and went to Shark Week. Oh, okay. It turns out that my new brother's dad was in Jaws too, and I had no idea, but he still makes a little bit of money from really? being really. Yeah, when Shark Week airs and people watch it and they participate in the Jaws stuff, he still makes a little bit of money out of that. Hey. I forget what you call that. It's like when your song is still playing on the radio 20 years later. Oh, yeah, the, the royalties there. Yeah, royalties. Got the, got it's the a little royalties. less every year, but he still gets royalties. So I was like, let me watch Shark Week in honor of the man who adopted my brother. Oh, okay. Well, you know, yeah, my question, fun. though, and I was curious because I wanted to know what this evil bill in Texas was that these Democrats had to flee to get away from. Well, it's nothing it, evil. It turns out that this is pretty much exactly what's in the bill. The bill prohibits sending unsolicited mail-in ballot applications. Well, that sounds pretty reasonable, don't, wouldn't, you, wouldn't you think? Well, you know, well I mean, we used to call that spam, but now we're yeah, sanctioning Unsolicited that. mail-in ballot applications. So in other words, if you didn't ask for a mail-in ballot application, you're not going to get one. Pretty simple, pretty straightforward. It also prohibits implementing drive-through voting, offering 24-hour voting, or simply changing procedures beyond what is authorized in the Texas Election Code. In other words, the Texas Election Code spells out what is authorized as far as voting. And none of, while none of these things are that, that I just mentioned is, are specifically illegal, they're not legal either. So the Texas election code would need to be, you know, amended in order to make those things actually legal. Uh, The bill also requires ballot applicants to include their driver's license number, the last four digits of their social, or to sign a statement declaring that they do not have those items. Well, that seems pretty reasonable to me. Uh The bill amends the election code to increase the hours that polling applications or polling locations for rather are required to stay open. It expressly states that if a person is in line when polls close, that they can still vote. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds pretty good. I remember one year when we were voting, it was an Obama year. Um, the line went like around and around and around the little precinct school system that we voted at. 
And at seven o'clock, it was still wrapped around the building a couple of times. And they were like, that's it, folks. Really? Nobody else could go vote because they didn't make and, it inside the building. And they, they just shut it off and then sent you guys home. They sure did. So in other Turned words, you away. were disenfranchised. Uh, yeah, but I mean, the majority of the people that were in that line weren't there to vote for George Bush. Well, just the same, though, everybody should have gotten the chance to vote. So basically what this base, this, this basically says, uh, this bill says that if you're already in line, you're still going to get to vote. The bill also expands the current law prohibiting employers from discriminating against a person for attending the polls on election day. So in other words, if you're telling your employer, hey, I'm going to go vote. Apparently, your employer can't do anything about it. They can't uh, discriminate against you. They can't uh, can't be fired can't for be leaving fired to go for. vote. Yeah, uh, current law authorizes a person to provide assistance to a voter in a variety of circumstances. You know, maybe you have trouble filling out a ballot, or you know, you can't hold a pen very well, or or whatever. Whatever your trouble is, it, it allows uh, you got somebody Bob to, Dole hand. Yeah, <laughs> if you got the the claw or whatever, whatever your your issue is. Uh, they have – somebody can help you, and the bill actually expands um, the, the, the – uh, Sunday. The, yeah, they, what they, it actually expands uh, for folks that have a difficulty reading the ballot. So you can actually uh, read somebody the ballot um, and help them out that way. Uh, the bill requires the person providing assistance to declare that he is or she is not working for a candidate campaign or political committee, that they did not coerce the voter, that they will keep the person's ballot confidential, blah, blah, blah. And the bill also criminalizes vote harvesting, preventing a voter from casting a legal ballot, causing a voter to cast an illegal ballot, voting in both Texas and in another state, and altering a ballot to not reflect a voter's will. I don't see anything in this bill that's bad. They're even offering voting on Sunday. Yeah, it protects the activities of poll watchers, uh, requires uh, watchers to swear under oath that they're not going to disrupt the voting process. At least half a dozen key provisions in the bill were standalone bills authored by Democrats in the previous legislative session. So in other words, uh, there's an example here. The bill uh, makes it much easier to fix an incorrect voter registration Online, It also provides uh, to, uh, to make it easier to uh, cure defects in mail-in ballots and on carrier envelopes for mail-in ballots. So it, Democrats were getting some of the things that were their ideas in this bill. And, and I don't see anything in this bill that restricts voting in any way. But that's their claim. Their claim is that this restricts voting. It doesn't. It's a lie. Well, the beauty of them making this claim is that... The people they're making the claims to will just take them for their word and will not research it. Oh, certainly. They're not listening to us, so they're going to think that the bill is racist, just like the MLB thought that the bill in Georgia was racist. So they pulled out of there and went to Denver. Same thing. They're, they don't know what's in the bill. They don't do their own research. And they don't care. And these people tell them that, and they go, yep. This lady, she delayed her wedding day so she could go run away from Texas with her other fellow cohorts. So unbelievable. Well, yeah, they've got a surprise waiting for them when uh, they come back. And when we come back from they know they're going to be jailed. They don't care. We're going to talk a little bit about that. So we got to take a quick break. We'll be right back. It is the Screaming at the Radio podcast.
saying exactly what you've been thinking. Screaming at the radio with Mag Thomas and Kimberly Jacks. Coast to coast and balls to the walls. It is the Screaming at the Radio podcast. Mag Thomas along with Kimberly Jacks. I'm in my backyard and it's noisy. There's wind. There's flies. There, there are flies. My God, I've got like 10 flies that, are, that have been attracted to whatever it is that I'm doing here. And Fly they are just slaughter. they're buzzing around me in sense just is that the word incessantly 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 it's awful it is awful well, hit them with a the water that'll cure that I shouldn't have done this in the backyard here I am in my beauty out in nature complaining about nature yeah well I'd almost think you were a Democrat if I didn't know any better <laughs> take that back but yeah I'm 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 here with the trees and the and the breezes and the, the warm summer sun and uh, all the things that come along with it. <sighs> yeah, I'm, I'm slightly irritated with you now. Oh, I wasn't a good, in a better mood, but now I'm back in this raunchy. I'm stuck in North New York with rain and cold. So yeah, the hush. weather there is, is kind of crummy. It's just crummy. Yeah. It's, it's just... super crummy. But the good news is I will be home in time for my 50th birthday. Oh. So yay me. Yay. And uh, I imagine that there's going to be a party in your backyard, yeah? I mean, I don't know. Probably not because I didn't plan one. Oh, okay. <laughs> if I don't plan it, it doesn't happen. But I, I don't even care about that. I'm going shopping with some girlfriends um, they're going to actually go to a mall that my husband hates going to, so he doesn't have to go with me. And that's going to be the extent of my 50th, but that is really all I'm looking forward to. Oh, okay. Well, good. Happy birthday to you, by the way. Thank you. That'll be next weekend. Okay. Outstanding. So anyway, there is a present, speaking of, uh, events that is awaiting Democrats that fled Texas on a private jet drinking Miller Lite to go to Washington, D.C., so they wouldn't have to vote on legislation that was in the Texas House of Representatives that uh, had to do with voting integrity. They didn't want to have anything to do with it, so they fled the state denying a quorum, so the legislation could not be voted on. Well, um, the, uh, the governor, who has every right in the world to continue to call a special legislative session, so when the current legislative session expires in August, uh, he can just call another one, and he can call another one, and he can call another one until these jerks, these, these, these. Well, I don't even know what to call them. I, you know, cinders. What? You know, there's something, and uh, there, until they finally come back. Well, when they step off the airplane, when they finally enter the state of Texas once more, uh, the sergeant at arms uh, can, and hopefully will arrest them. The Texas, you don't really think they care, do you? The well, nowadays I don't. I don't believe that they care one bit. But uh, they now I I do know that at least one uh, of the Democrats has been removed from his leadership post um, by the Speaker of the House, <clears throat> who has the ability to do that. And so and and, and I kind of like to see all of these Democrats being removed from their uh, whatever leadership positions they have and whatever committees they hold. I'd like to see them stripped of all of those things. Uh, but uh, yeah, there has been arrest warrants put out for these people. And what those arrest warrants mean, and I, I don't want people getting all excited thinking that they're going to go to jail because that's not how it works. Um, these aren't criminal arrest warrants, but they are arrest warrants, which basically means that as soon as they step foot into the state of Texas, the state of Texas can place them under arrest and then transport them forthwith 
to the House chambers to basically sit their asses into a chair, close the doors, lock them, and make them do their job. That's basically what it means. You shouldn't have to make them do the people's work. That's no. what the people voted them into office to do. Yeah, and, and that's exactly what's going to happen. As soon as they come back into the state of Texas, they will be arrested and they will be convened inside the Texas Capitol until they get their job done. It's ridiculous. It if is. If I was derelict on my job like that, I would be terminated. No ifs, no ands, no buts. The day that I walked off the job and said, I don't agree with what you want me to do, which I have not agreed with what my bosses wanted me to do multiple times, but I can't just walk off the job and not do it. You still have to do your job. And, you know, the thing is, is that who's going to hold these people responsible? And the answer is nobody. I mean, some of these people come from places like the voter will hopefully, but that's not going to happen. Nobody. The answer is the voter. But do you guys know you have the power to hold these people accountable? But the problem is, is that they're they're not going to be willing. We're talking about people um, who represent constituents in places like Austin, places like Houston, places like Galveston. Um, I'm sorry, but, you know, the, the these are overwhelmingly blue districts, and they're not going to hold these people. As a matter of fact, they're probably cheering them on. They are. And that's the problem is that, the, you know, these people aren't Democrats just because, well, you know, it, it just happened to be fun to vote for a Democrat in that particular district. These people come from districts which are filled with loonies. They really are. I mean, nobody's ever accused Austin of being a, you know, right-leaning city. Oh, my gosh. I've been there, and it is definitely not right-leaning. Yeah, it's filled with loonies. Houston is filled with loonies. There's parts of Dallas ah, that are filled with loonies. Illegal immigrants. Yeah. You know, you, you look at all – there's all kinds of, of, of state uh, of districts within the state of Texas, which is overwhelmingly Republican. However, there are places that are strongholds that are filled with loony Democrats. And, you know, places like Houston and Austin are, you know, those those are places. And that truck's got a muffler on it. I'm impressed with all of your horsepower. Right? Wow. That truck meant business. Yeah, I do do have a a road that runs behind my property. So, yeah. That's that's part of the nature that I have to listen to. (laughs) It's part of being outside. And we have to listen to it with you, and we are okay for that. Well, you know, like I said, we're not putting on airs here in this uh, podcast. We're just doing things, you know, the way things get done. We're not pretending like we're... Well, wait till somebody knocks on my door and says, Room service? Housekeeping? Housekeeping, would you like some rough toilet paper? Actually, they're not doing that anymore. If you want housekeeping, you have to beg for it. You have to beg for it, yeah. Yeah, there's notes all over the place that say... We understand in the midst of the COVID crisis that you're uncomfortable with strangers in your room. Therefore, we'll only come in when you ask for us. I I will admit. And they never come. I will admit that uh, during the time that I stayed in hotels, um, that very rarely would I allow housekeeping to come into my room because I just I'm just not into if I'm not there, I really don't want somebody you know pawing through my stuff. I'm I'm kind of private that way. And you know, well, I'm I'm fairly they're not pawing through your stuff. They're just here to do their jobs if you care less about your stuff. Well, you know, it's it's still it's just the thought of it. And and you know, I'm a fairly neat, clean kind of person anyway. And and I usually keep up after myself. So I just didn't need the help. I you know, I take care of wiping off my own toilet and wiping out my own shower and you know, I, I get it. Yeah, you're in a hotel and that's what they're there for, but I just like 
you know, taking care of my own stuff. I'm just well. I'm just I may like have that. in a miserable state of mind, eaten a bag of chips that got all over the carpet, and perhaps a pint of chocolate ice cream that may or may not have been spread all over the bedspread. So <laughs> I wanted housekeeping. <laughs> yeah, that's a it's a chocolate pudding. Yeah, I was sure like, it I'm is. I'm in New York and I ate a crunch, crunch, crunch of ice cream, ice cream. Mm. Yeah, that stuff's everywhere. So. Yeah, I just wanted him to come in and, you know, change my linens and give me some more towels and refill my coffee pods and vacuum my dang carpet. Okay, yeah, that's that's fair enough, you know, because you see, I was in, like I said, I was in like one of those long term stay rooms. And so I I kind of had, you know, vacuum cleaner and I had all the stuff I that I don't I have any of that. Yeah. And so if you're in like a standard hotel room, you're yeah, you're not going to have all that stuff. And so you kind of <laughs> do need the housekeeping to come in and. Freshen things up, uh, you know, every once in a long while, whatever, yes, or a short I while, depending them. on you. So, okay, understand that. Anyway, you know, I know that you're feeling a tad under the weather today, and uh, you know, the weather I, is so crappy; it's feeling a tad under me. Well, I've, and I've got a, a ton to talk about, but at the same time, you know, we're sitting at just a, a little short of an hour, so I think we're going to go ahead and cut this week short. And uh, we'll uh, be back the next time, and uh, that's, that's just how it's going to go this week. Works for me. Okay. Well, Although next week may be iffy for me too. It just depends. Well, we'll see. You know, we'll play it by ear because you know it is your birthday, and you know that's pretty important. And once I, I turn got a 50, dog that's just begging for attention. Already you know, am, and yes, your doggy is making me miss my doggy so much. Oh, I don't know which one is back there. Just uh, they're in, they're in the house, just making. They probably want to come outside and see Daddy. So that's probably what it is. Well, I get to go home and see mine Thursday, so yay me. Yay you. Okay, folks, so uh, that's it for this week. We'll talk to you the next time. It is the Screaming at the Radio podcast. Glad you were with us. Glad that you came and took us with you wherever it is that you're taking us. And we'll see you the next time we see you. Bye. Stay safe in crazy land. Bye. Bye.